Hey, greetings, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Staredown, our weekly sports talk and real estate show where four guys from around the country get together and talk the week that was in sports and sometimes the week that's coming. I'm Sean Carpenter in Atlantic City, New Jersey today. Joined by my, joined by my buddies Bill Risser, St. Petersburg, Florida. Todd Meininger down in Cumming, Georgia. And Shea Brewer out in Portland, Oregon. Guys, what's going on? Let's start with you, Bill, as always. How was your weekend and what's going on? Weekend was good. You know, we... Uh... Cindy and I went over to Disneyland. Yeah, we're annual pass holders now. So Uh-oh. I woke Dis- up. I s- <laughs> By the way, you did not go to Disneyland. You went to yes, Disney sir. World. You're right. We went to Magic Kingdom, Disney World. Yeah. Uh, we, we went on four rides, spent four hours there, uh, hour 15 minute drive over, hour 20 back. And we were back by 3.30 to catch the uh, second round of games. And so <laughs> it, was, uh, it was fun. So that, and I played like crap on the golf course in our final round of the season-long FedEx Cup event. Uh, but in our group, we had second place, fifth place, eighth and ninth out of uh, our foursome. So that felt pretty good out of like 50, 60 players. So we had nice. a nice group. Yeah, that was it. Good. Todd, how about you, bud? Where are you at today? You at home? I'm at home. I'm just uh, just a little change of, uh, change of room. Um, yeah, good week, Sean. A lot of, lot of sports watching. Um, so yeah, looking, looking forward to uh, talking, talking about it and uh, – Work-wise, it's, it's um, the calm before the storm, as I call it. We're finishing up a really good year. But as you boys know, uh, come January 2nd, it, uh, it resets and uh, the pressure uh, gets back on. So focusing on uh, finishing the year strong, um, getting ready for next year, 2020, and um, enjoying uh, watching a lot of sports. Right. What about you, Shay? Oh, man, I, um, I'm relaxing. For once, really focusing on relaxing and uh, a message that you preach a lot on here, Todd's gratitude, man. Just being thankful for a lot of things. So that's awesome. my week. Sean? Well, guys, let's do this. Let's, uh, let's get into it because we got a ton of sports. Uh, where, where should we start? Let's start NFL for a change. Um, what a day yesterday. There was, there was some games. I think the game of the year, that San Francisco mm. Orleans game, um, was unbelievable. I thought Buffalo uh, played a a ugly, good game, uh, and fell just a little bit short. Uh, we saw a game where 10 field goals were kicked between the, the Dolphins and the, wow. uh, and the uh, Jets. Um, we saw a game that had some controversy, maybe Todd, on some replays or lack of replays uh, in New England, and uh, a Sunday night game that kind of surprised me. You know, uh, uh, The Rams went in with, as a one-and-a-half-point favorite against a Seattle team playing really good, and it didn't go as planned. So – I don't know. Where, where do you want to start, guys? There were some good ones. Let, let's start with that game in the Superdome. Um, did you guys have, have your eye on that, or were you watching the Red Channel, red Zone? Because that was just about as fun of a game. It reminded me of the game last year between the Chiefs and the Rams. The guy I was with, uh, he had the Niners by two and a half. <laughs> wow. And we, we, knew, we knew what was going to happen. We're like, they're going to score, and they're going to go for two. The old and, hook. They, they, they didn't get two, but they were still up one because he, he also had the 49ers in a parlay to just, just to win on the money line. Um, and, boy, that, that um, uh, why am I drawing a blank on the, uh, the tight end's name uh, for the 49ers? Oh, yeah. George Kittle. Oh, man, how about that fourth down and two run where he got face masked? And that was just a fun game. Where do you, where do you guys want to start on that one? No, I hey, think nope. Shay, Shay's got to talk about Kittle. That, is, that, that was uh... – that was one of the most amazing plays I've ever seen in football. <laughs> he, he went 23 or 25 yards after first contact. Yeah. 
Wow. It took three guys to bring him down. And one was yanking on his face mask the whole time. Yep. <laughs> and that was a fourth and two where it was actually a great route when they showed it from the end zone camera, how he kind of rubbed off the guy uh, and, and just got, you know, got his hands on the ball and just had that open grass. And look, I mean, um, <laughs> I don't do this, but the, the, um, the guy was, I was hanging out with Brad, uh, Sharon Steele's husband, Bill, Bill. Uh, he, he didn't tell me to this till this morning, but he, he was looking online and I guess DraftKings had a bet that you could have taken, um, I think it was straight up money. Would, would Breeze and Garoppolo throw for more than one and a half touchdowns each? Oh. <laughs> I, I think DraftKings lost some money on that one, huh? The, the over-under was 45 in that game. And both teams, 96? Both teams scored over by themselves. Um, and also, it, interesting, that was a record. That score has never um, occurred in an NFL game. Uh, was it 48-46? Yeah, there? really. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they said that, that that score has never occurred. So there was a an NFL record or a, a first-time kind of occurrence. So, yeah, that was like reminding me of a Big 12 championship game or something, right? I mean, yeah. it was just – you don't see that uh, those kind of shootouts too often. In the NFL. Look, so, it was just – I mean, that was fun, right? Both quarterbacks played great. I thought the receiving cores on both – you know, Debo Samuel was fantastic. Uh, obviously, you know um, – um, is it Michael Johnson? Michael Thomas. Michael, Michael yeah, Thomas. Uh-huh. Set a new record after 13 games. He's got 119 receptions after 13 games. Um, just an unbelievable specimen. Um, what they do uh, was just fun to watch. So that was my game of the day. Bill, Bill, let's let's go down and talk about your boys. Uh, you're wearing their hat proudly. <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess James, proudly. <laughs> James Winston had as, as good of a bad game as you can have or as bad of a good game as you can have. I think he threw for 456. Is that yeah. right? Yep. Three-game winning streak for the Buccaneers. Look out. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, Falcons. <laughs> no worries like i mean you know uh i think the Colts. first of all you just got to feel for the colts i mean that's uh that's a that's a rough loss for them um you know and that's gonna that could be an issue problematic for them going down towards the playoffs because the bucks aren't going to get there we know that but you know Jameis just doing what Jameis does you, you hate him uh for the first three or four or five minutes of the game and then all of a sudden he does three things that make you go wow maybe there's a chance and then he'll throw another pick and we talk about this every week. There's just it's just this inconsistency. Three turnovers, right? Yeah, he's got is it thirty picks in the last two seasons? I mean, he it's he's with he's tied with Baker Mayfield. They're like having a battle to see who can have the most you know um, interceptions. They're just didn't you say it's one hundred and three turnovers since he since yeah, he started in the league? Yeah, yeah, that's a crazy yeah. number. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, so far Bruce Arians, the quarterback whisperer, hasn't been able to solve um, Jameis's issues, but. You know, uh, we'll see what happens. I it's, it was it was a lot of fun around here yesterday. There were a lot of hooting and hollering. Todd, Bill, Bill, not that. Oh, oh, let me let me slide in on this yeah. on this Bucks game. Not <laughs> that we talk about that on this on this on this podcast, but um, Jameis Winston threw three interceptions. Two of them were pick sixes. Still managed to throw for four touchdowns, four hundred fifty-six yards. And destroy me in my first round of my fantasy football playoffs. Oh, <laughs> Wait a minute, some guy started Jameis, and I had Drew Brees. Oh, Jameis still had twenty more points than Drew Brees. <laughs> <laughs> we all would have lost that prop bet. Yeah, by the way, I need I need to keep Alshon Jeffrey under ten points for me to win my first round. <laughs> you don't want any no serious injury, just maybe a tweak hamstring, right? Just that's out for the just want. out for the second half. You know, he gets yeah, a couple catches, it. and that's it. Nothing big. <laughs> um, and, and, and to stay on the same game, but while we talk about injury, Jameis fractured his thumb. 
Right. We mm. didn't touch on this. He left the game with a fractured thumb. Came the back and finished the game. At halftime. Yeah. He came back after yeah. the whole second half with a, I'm sure, a cracked little whatever, you know. But, ah, oy, Jameis, Jameis, Jameis. Where's he going to be next year? Where's he going to be? Hmm. <laughs> Who needs a quarterback? Right. CFL? No, I don't know. No, he'll he'll look. He'll 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 play somewhere. Someone will someone will take a chance on him, right? Yeah. Oh, that one o'clock window was loaded. Were you watching the oh. Falcons Panthers, or were you? Did you have your eye on the um the the um the game up in Buffalo? Um, watch. I I I was kind of flipping around, uh, but I mainly watched the the Buffalo uh, Ravens game. Um, that was it was a tough one to watch. I mean, it was it was kind of a mutter, if you will. Um. Mm-hmm. To borrow a horse racing term, but uh, hey, uh, Bills are nine and four, um, and and the Patriots losing yesterday. Yeah, suddenly, suddenly that uh, that game in New England two weeks might might actually loom large. Um, I'm 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 in the camp of the Bills have to do something before you believe, but they're putting themselves in position to uh, to, to contend. So look, Josh Allen. I mean, he he had a a play in the end zone that would have tied it and, you know, give him a chance to kick the extra point and, and go up 24, 23. Um, you know, it, they got a huge benefit. Beasley's uh, drawn pass interference on that one, on that one playoff off <laughs> Allen's back foot, but mm. they just, you know, there's, there's enough chances at the first half. They just couldn't really get, get the momentum going in the first half. They settled for field goals. Um, most of the window, but well, I don't remember a, a one o'clock window guys that was as exciting as it was with so many games going on. I mean, even the Cleveland Cincinnati game, what about the uh, what about uh, this? May have been a four o'clock game, but you mentioned the Colts stumbling. Um, the Texans, I mean, Denver just kind of blew yeah. them out, didn't they? I mean, they. I think I think uh, Houston came and made it, you know, look a little closer at the end. But I looked at the score; it was like twenty-four nothing, something like that. It was just really weird. Yeah, you so, knew who the quarterback was for Denver yesterday? Uh, Drew Locke from Locke. Missouri. Yeah. Wow. They may have found one. He's he he did well. Drew Locke threw for, threw for three touchdowns yesterday, guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, he hadn't lost a game as an NFL starter, just putting that out there, two weeks in a row. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, somehow Elway found his man, huh? Is that what you're trying to say? Wow. It, they've been the going best, through him. It's the best Denver quarterback run since Tim Tebow. There you go. Oh, my God. <laughs> you never go wrong with SEC quarterbacks if you're in Denver. Jay, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hey, what, what game caught your eye yesterday? Anyone we haven't mentioned yet? Um, I think Todd hit on it. So I was I was at the book yesterday, so I was watching a little bit of everything. But uh, the Texans is completely getting destroyed one week after beating Brady uh, by the Broncos. And Drew Locke, looked, he looked really good and composed. And this is a guy four weeks ago who was on the practice roster. He wasn't even a backup four weeks ago. He was on the practice squad. Shay, I thought they looked like they had a, they were having a lot of fun out there. I mean, Drew Locke, Locke was he was doing lots of little hand dances with his receivers. I mean, they looked like they were really just loose and and hitting on all cylinders. They did, and it took a minute, but um, Vic Fangio is kind of finding his own as a head coach. Yeah. He's a defensive guy, and he's finding his own. He really confused Deshaun Watson and put a lot of pressure on him and the uh, and the Texans yesterday. And, and is, that, is that Buzz Lightyear that Drew Locke's pulling off when he throws a touchdown pass? I swear to God, he puts his arm out, and he's like shooting his laser out of his arm like he's Buzz <laughs> Lightyear. So it's a great – That's funny. There's something to be said. I mean, every NFL team has talent, right? I mean, they're the best of the best, so – Sometimes when you're any, any when you're loose, but when you're loose and you know they're not making the playoffs, right? What what do they have to lose? Just go out and they're trying to win their jobs. I mean, that's that's the one thing about the NFL. They're playing hard every week to try to secure a, a spot. But something to be said about having no pressure and just going out and let it let it fly, right? Yeah. 
let's let's go to the late window, guys. Um, Tennessee uh, behind Mr. Tannehill. They're they're for real, man. And and with with the Colts loss and the and the Texans loss, um, all of a sudden this team that you know the first five weeks of the season people were ready to just fire Vrabel, you know, ship Mariota out of the league. Now Mariota, I don't know if he'll get back on the back on the field with Tennessee. Boy, Tannehill's a man, isn't he? Um, first of all, he can he throws a good ball, but do you see that tackle he made? <laughs> I mean, that's not a quarterback making a tackle like that. It was it was I was. That was fun to watch. You don't see a lot of quarterbacks doing that, right? Again, I think we forget with Tannehill, you, you know, he came out of Texas A&M, once again, another SEC quarterback. But his father was a coach, and he was started off as a wide receiver at Texas oh, A&M. Right? He was converted late to a quarterback <laughs> and drafted as a quarterback. So it's still a learning process for him. But he's a, he's a, he's a wide receiver by nature. Wow. So he probably he played some special teams and laid out some people. Sure. <laughs> and what his first hit is what he knows said, how to right? tackle. Yeah. 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 Wow. I didn't know that. Let's uh, talk about the Sunday night game. <laughs> no, 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 not yet. You're, you're skipping a big one. Oh, you're go ahead. A big one. Which one's that? Uh, did you all see the end of the uh, the Patriots Patriots game? Uh, yeah. How about all that Patriots game? Yeah, I oh. think I think we were texting about that quite a bit, right? We're talking about the Patriots game, Sean. Yeah, you know I. We finally got to see it at the um, at the place we went to after dinner, and all we saw was like the highlights in the Sunday night football game. And I said to Brad, I said, "Oh, here's the play, here's the player." And then all I saw was that he was clearly in bounds, and I thought, "Well, how could they have reviewed that and missed it?" Because all I knew that there was a review. <laughs> but as you guys were telling me, Bill, recap for the for the listeners that might not have have seen it. Why didn't they replay that call? Because see, there were a couple other plays earlier. They were game. so the refs were so bad. New England ran out of challenges. Exactly, that's exactly. Yeah. I was saying it differently, but that's the same thing. Sorry, yeah, they, Bill, I, had to, I had to jump in. They had to use in. that. Uh, they had to use their challenges on plays that should never have been challengeable. I mean, why is that whistle blowing so fast on fumbles? We they've talked about this for now years, right? Yeah. Don't don't assume you know that just just let the play out, let the play play out, and then figure it out. Um, so. Anyways, so, so three things happened, Sean. First of all, Kels, the tight end uh, for the Chiefs, uh, got tackled and clearly fumbled, right? Clearly fumbled. The Patriots, uh, one of their cornerbacks, picked it up, and he was gone. I mean, He's it was, was going to be six, right? Of course, they blew the play dead. <laughs> so New England, um, it was their second review, and so they gave them the ball at like the 50-yard line. And of course, Belichick's gone crazy. He's like, we would have scored. I think they settled for a field goal, if I'm, if I'm remembering so. correctly. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And then they're out of challenges, and you saw the one receiver who clearly didn't step out of bounds. Um, and one of the refs said he got screened, the other one couldn't see. And someone made a good point. He's like, that pylon cam's pretty clear, right? Why, why, why do you have to have a challenge uh, to review a scoring play? I mean, yeah, I don't just want- let it, just call it a touchdown and let it be overturned by the review because every scoring play is reviewed. Right. Exactly. If you don't know if you don't know, right? Right. Ooh. And so that was very. Uh, it was a puzzling uh, decision. And then there was a pretty bad pass interference non-call of the three. I think that's the least uh, egregious because sometimes especially late in the game, they'll let them play a little more. Um, they don't want to decide. But, uh, hey, listen, no one's crying for the Patriots. Um, but they got three really, 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 really bad. Uh, pretty, as Bill indicated, uh, two of them didn't need to be called, right? Mm-hmm. You, you let them play, you review them naturally, and, and, and yeah. go on and win. So mm-hmm. it's tough. Three, three losses for the Patriots all to the other division leaders. Did you see that? 
But to Brady's credit, he said, the one ref's fault, we never lose a game because of the refs. He's saying all the right things, but you know, yeah. he's got to be, he's got to be checked. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, late game, uh, kind of surprising, huh? Rams, um, I mean, Shay, you're, you're closer to the epicenter up there in Seattle. Um, just, a, just a dismal performance by the Seahawks. After a good performance last week, right? Right. Yeah. They fell short. Um, they had an injury. You never blame injuries, but they had an injury to, uh, to Rashad Penny. And so mm-hmm. they kind of limited their ground game. But, um, yeah, they just had a flat spot. And it, it happens sometimes in this division, in my opinion. I think it's the best division in, in football. You've got, uh, you got the Rams playing well, the Seahawks, the Niners. It's, it's a tough division to play in. So the NFC West. Yeah, and the Cardinals too, and, and the Falcons putting up forty too, right? Yesterday, that's uh, it's, it's 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 it was like an opposite day. Phillips Phillips thirty eighth birthday putting up forty five. Yeah, wow, yeah, <laughs> crazy. They look yeah. good. Um, tonight's game's not worth much talking about. It's going to be in rainy Philadelphia up the street from me. Um, but let's go back to Thursday and talk about the Cowboys. Oh man, any any thoughts on that game getting destroyed? I mean, they only lost by seven to the Bears, but they just looked horrible. I'd, I'd like to not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> they're, st- they're still leading their division, right? Yes, until tonight. Well, until yeah. tonight. Well, they still could be after tonight. You never know. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how you could lose three in a row. And- it's going to be interesting to see how Eli Manning plays uh, coming so, off the bench. So what's your take on this, on this group about um, the whole receding issue, right? It only matters in a year like this. But why would you let either the, 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 the Cowboys or the, the Eagles have a home game? Now they say because uh, it's tradition, but do they really deserve a home game if they're going to win at eight and eight or seven and nine? And you're going to have a wild card team that's going to be twelve and four. Yeah, and that's and weird, road, right? That's weird. And on the road, and generally, I think if you go back to the last three or four games, the home team's won those. The underdog is won, right? Mm-hmm. So the road dog, uh, I mean, the road favorite is lost. <laughs> so, uh, well, <clears throat> we'll we'll transition to football, uh, college football. But why why is Virginia in a New Year's Six Bowl? Um, right. Glad Florida's playing them, but you know, it's yeah. same kind of theory is why, why, why yeah. not, why not some of the other teams that are a little more, so they, they, played, they played in the championship game, Todd. That's true. Yeah. 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 But that didn't work for Wisconsin, right? Cause Wisconsin's going to the cotton bowl and Penn state's going to the Rose bowl. Alabama's going to the citrus bowl. I mean, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Did I Wisconsin, just hijack Wisconsin? Wisconsin's not going to the Rose bowl. They gave it to Penn state. It's Penn state. I think. I don't, I thought it was the other way around. Uh, Wisconsin. I think it's yeah. Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin's going against oh. Oregon, <clears throat> which is that's great for both those teams. Okay, well, that's that's a good segue, Todd, to um, to college football. Um, let's start start with chronological. Let's go Friday night. Uh, Utah, as we say, pump the brakes, right, Bill? Uh, a lot of people mm. just had Utah penciled in as the four. All seat. I could say is, freaking Sun Devils screwed the Pac-12 out of a freaking CFPB playoff position or a CP CFP. Oh. I mean, a one-loss Oregon's definitely in there instead of Oklahoma. Yep. Well, who's got a vacuum on? I don't know. Someone's uh, working. Not not here. It's probably outside of. Oh. <laughs> Todd's got the. Yeah. That's all right. Um. So. <laughs> is that bothering you? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Who's who? Do you got working, Todd? Uh, it's someone's cleaning the house. So. Someone you don't know who? Um, Mom bought me a uh, a, a house uh, made for whatever service for 
a couple months. Yeah. So, Oh, well, thanks. so thanks, you're, mom. you're hiding out in the bedroom while there's someone out there cleaning I, your house. Hence, hence the different room, right? <laughs> and everything, right? <laughs> the truth comes out, Bill, he's drinking water because the kitchen's too far away. <laughs> uh, this, we're, we're, uh, we're behind the scenes here, aren't we? You're so. busted. You're busted. <laughs> so, so, I mean, that's made. Todd has a maid. Oh man, I, I like to keep a, I like to keep a low profile, Bill. Um, not anymore. <laughs> Utah comes out and just lays an egg in the first half, and just yeah. I mean they couldn't play catch up as what twenty nothing at halftime. Yeah. You know, yeah. Pac twelve. Move on. Okay. Uh, so let's, <laughs> let's go early window. Uh, Texas Baylor. I mean, I'm sorry, Oklahoma Baylor goes overtime. Um, you know, a, a, a Baylor team that was on their third string quarterback. In fact, so like, unlikely to play, the receiver had to change his shirt because the backup, the backup, backup quarterback, Zeno, um, who they just, you know, they weren't really letting him green light the throws until they got behind. And then he hit that 81 yard touchdown pass. They pulled within seven and they scored again, uh, goes to overtime. At one point, he was two for three for 162 <laughs> yards and two touchdowns. Wow. <laughs> or one touchdown and the other guy got close. Yeah. Yeah. So any thoughts on that game? Did you think it was, you know, I mean, obviously with Utah losing, kind of the whole thought was whichever that team won that game is going to go at the time play Ohio State uh, as the number one seed, right? Heartbreak for Baylor, right? This year? Mm. Yeah. Really had a chance. A little, you a little story sh- on this kid? No. On this, uh. on this Zeno kid? He was, it was already prearranged that he was going to redshirt this year. And mm. so he had no intentions on playing, but because of the new redshirt rule, and the backup quarterback, Charlie, uh, uh, Charlie Brewer, gets hurt, and the backup quarterback is just non-productive. That they said, you know, what do we have to lose? We're still going to be under the amount of quarters that he's allotted, so just let him play. And the kid comes in and balls yeah. out. I don't, yeah. <laughs> Guess who's starting next year as <laughs> a redshirt sophomore? <laughs> wow. Yeah, a lot lower scoring than I thought um, that game. But uh, what was it? Fourth and. What fourth and twenty three? Baylor the last play. It was just, yeah. I felt bad for Baylor. I'm like they have no chance. Just you know, they got to score seven to to keep it going. But man, that was a good game. It was a good game. And then uh, the Memphis Cincinnati game, uh, tight game. Uh, Cincinnati came to play after going down there the week before and and getting beat. But they just uh, Memphis wins it at the end. Um, and uh, you know, Cincinnati just couldn't convert. A pass as uh, Mike Norvell was his last his last uh, game there with the Memphis. Be interesting to see how how that plays out with Memphis going in. I assume they're going to go under an interim coach for the bowl game. No, he's coaching. He's coaching the bowl. Is he? oh, okay. Yep. So FSU is going to just go with an interim, or did yeah, I get that wrong? Odell Haggins again. Yeah. 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 Um, and then we got the four o'clock game, guys. Let's talk SEC. Um, I thought it was a you know a lot of excitement before the game. By the time it finally kicked off, um, but LSU scored early and scored often, uh, and Georgia, um, not sure. You know, I don't think you can blame the receivers, but <laughs> Kirby, Kirby sure did. <laughs> God, Kirby, I, not not a good look for him after the game. I don't think one bit. Um, but there were a lot of drop passes. That's <laughs> that tends to happen to Georgia for whatever reason, right? And, I mean. <laughs> But, yeah, so um, the first play of the game, they, they go deep, and it was a drop ball. And then I think there's two other guys open pretty deep that Fromm just missed overthrew a little bit. Um, Swift was obviously hurt, 
he didn't play a lot. He had two I kids. Just, yeah, yeah. Um, How many times did, did Fromm throw the ball? Did he throw the ball like 45 times? I mean, I, I'd have to look it up. He threw uh, the ball a lot. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Now they were but coming, I, they were coming, they were, they were way behind. So it made sense he was going to throw the ball a lot. But yeah, LSU's, I mean, they're just good. Burrow is good. Um, I just, I kind of, I think Kirby just handcuffed the offense, offense all year long. And I think it came back to kind of bite them. Um, they're not a really good come from behind team, and they just kept digging a bigger and bigger hole. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Blankenship, their defense. Blankenship missing two field goals didn't help. That doesn't help. Dropping that uh, bomb first play of the game. I mean, it could have been a different feel, a different, a different look. But I think obviously LSU's the much better team. Um, and I think Georgia's not over the hump yet. I mean, they've had their opportunities in the last three years, and I don't know. I don't know. They 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 keep getting five stars, but I think they got to cut them loose on offense and let them have a little more high energy offense. I would think instead of, I think Kirby likes straight that real conservative offense and let the defense win you games. And I mean, he's done all right, but I don't think it's good enough to get him over the hump quite yet. I, I blame Kirby for this one. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like you're saying, Todd, you got to let him go, but he, he tried to let him go in the SEC championship. Yeah. But if you haven't practiced letting him go, you haven't let him go all year. What makes you think they're going to be able to perform right now? Yep. Yep. I agree hundred percent. Obviously, then the next game on the clock was um, East ACC. That was, wasn't a game. It was, you know, 63-17. to 17. Uh, You know, I, I think I flipped over just maybe twice, just to even just see what the score was. Um, but, and then the Big Ten game. That was the nightcap. Um, started out a little different than I think most people thought. Sure. Wisconsin mm-hmm. out to a 14 nothing lead. Um, you know, the, the, the first drive, you know, Gus Johnson's going crazy. Uh <laughs> I think he forgot that the week before Michigan went down the field and scored the very first drive against Ohio state. Um, you know, but the fact that then when the Ohio state didn't answer, you know, um, it was definitely a tale of two halves. Uh, I think a lot of people were putting things in motion beforehand. There's probably a lot of, a lot of tweets and, and uh, Facebook posts out there about suck at Ohio state. You're going to lose. And they come back and, and have a, just an unbelievable second half outscore Wisconsin 27, nothing. Uh, could have been worse had Wisconsin not scored there at the very end of the half. Ohio State scores, and then Wisconsin goes down 47 seconds and scores uh, to go up 21-7. Buckeyes come out at the, at the start of the second half. Unbelievable catch by their tight end. Uh, wide open in the end zone. J- Justin Fields just was off a little bit on some of his passes. Uh, he ended up ha- comp- completing a few to, once again, a, a very a very solid receiving core with Alave and K.J. Hill, the all-time leading receiver now for the Buckeyes. Had a couple touchdowns. J.K. Dobbins, just Shay. What, what can you say about this kid? Thirty-three carries, hundred seventy-two yards. Yep. Come on, man. In a championship game, two hundred and twelve against Michigan. Um, you know, and, and, a, and I think over hundred against Penn State. Um, pretty impressive. But but let's talk, guys. I mean, obviously the the first half performance matched up with LSU's dominant performance in Atlanta. The committee decided to flip uh, two and one. They decided to send it. LSU as the one seed against Oklahoma and Clemson, Ohio state heading out to the desert. So let's, let's, let's chat about your thoughts on the CFP matchups, December 28th. And then a, what is it? A 12 day. Yeah. Big, big gap. Yeah. yeah. So three of the four quarterbacks are transfers in the transfer portal. Right. Um, which is pretty interesting. And if I'm, I know, uh, I know Justin Fields and uh, Lawrence are from Georgia. Um, so two, two Georgia boys, at least I, I thought I read three, but I don't think that's correct, but 
anyway, I think they got it right. I really do. I think uh, LSU's right now the best team in the best conference. And I think uh, Oklahoma is the, the weakest link. And I don't, I don't think it really matters who you put it two and three, right? I mean, so I think they got it right. Well, it matters. Obviously, it matters to Clemson and Dabo. <laughs> you can't stop God. talking about starting the year ranked number one, going 13-0 and falling to three. He will, he will, us, he will us against the world yeah. better than anyone. It just drives me nuts, man. Yeah. I mean, I hear what he's, I see what he's trying to do. But yeah. It's, it's like you're crying wolf every year. I mean, you know, well, as, you, so. as you can imagine, the vibe in Columbus um, going from one to two, now having to play Clemson, uh, everybody thinks it's SEC bias and, you know, all this. And, uh, you know, if they lose to Clemson, mark my words, it will be because they got screwed, not because they got beat by Clemson again. Um, so, look, the fact of the matter is, is that all four teams have to win two more games. I mean, it doesn't matter, you know. Uh, yeah, it's a tough draw to play um, to play Clemson. Uh, it's a tough draw for Clemson to play Ohio State. Um, it's a tough draw for Oklahoma to play LSU. Um, but LSU, obviously, you know, kind of in the catbird seat, not just as the one seed, but being able to play in Atlanta and then New Orleans if they win. But once again, we've been in, what, seven, seven championships, and the one seed is yet to win it. Right. Mm. That's huge for LSU. But I'm going to tell you how big this is for Dabo. Dabo, Dabo he, has a, he has a good argument, right? If you, if you start off the season ranked number one, then Washington, you drop to number three. But you don't want to play Ohio State right now. We talk about the comeback, but out of the four teams in the CFB, Ohio State has 51 players on their, 59 players on their roster that are either four or five-star recruits. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's just oh, talent on top of talent on top of talent. That's unreal. And by the way, I don't. I, I know exactly what uh, Sweeney's doing, and and I respect it. It's just old. It's just getting old for me, right? right? He's doing whatever he can to get his boys, you know, chip on their shoulder. It's just Todd, you know, blah blah blah. You know, uh, old school coach for some of our listeners, but you know, Lou Holtz was the master at that. Like, oh mm-hmm. no, we're playing Navy, and they're yeah. we, we need to be ready for. And you know, I haven't slept a wink. Yeah, you know. <laughs> hey. Uh, look, I don't know if this is premature, but since we're talking about the Final Four, Sean, it's time for you to do what you do best. Let's uh, let's guess this red, shall we? All right. So LSU, Oklahoma, LSU. That, that's got to be double digits. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna figure over under is probably gonna be I'm gonna guess like 48, 49. Uh, we'll, we'll pretend that you didn't say that. Oops. 76.5 is the over under. Wow. Uh, <laughs> But but that wasn't the question. Twelve and a half. Thirteen. Wow. Wow. So so you're you're back. Um, Clemson, Ohio State. <laughs> I think Clemson's gonna be favored. I think Clemson's gonna be like a one one or two point favorite. And two. <laughs> two Clemson point two. Yeah. 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 I just I, I, I think um they're man, they're so good. Now the, the I think the theme, thing with, with Clemson, I mean <laughs> Ohio State won't just be the best team they played. They will be like so far, the best yeah. team they've played. Um, you know, I mean, it, Travis Etienne, Etienne, I'm not sure how you say it. Um, obviously, you know, you see what the receivers can do. You know, as David Seaver talks about Frisbee catching dogs, um, they are so good. But, but the secondary for Ohio State, um, unbelievable. Obviously, Chase Young gets so much attention on the line, mm. tight ends and, and double teams. It, it just frees up some of the other linemen and linebackers tough Borland and some of the guys to, to blitz. Um, and on the other side, I think Clemson's defense is kind of the no name uh, of the, of the, you know, the force, the eight squads in the, 
in the playoffs, so to speak. Um, you know, what are they going to do against Ohio State? Because Ohio State can, can get you, I mean, Dobbins and then the tight ends now and the receivers, you know, interesting. So Clemson favored. I, I mean, it's just see, Todd, if that money line stays or if it stays that way or if it, if it gets to a pick them maybe by game time. Yeah, we'll have a couple weeks to watch it. Uh, over under that game, 63 also. 70, you say 76 on this? 76 and a half. For yeah, the I guess that, that makes more sense because Oklahoma's defense is, is not they're, – they're better, but they're not, you know – I expect you know, four, five, or six touchdowns for Burrow. Pick one of the numbers, <laughs> right? So, yeah. Um, we'll talk. We'll talk the rest of the bowl games later, guys. Let's. Let's. Um. Anything else on college football besides Mike Norvell going to Florida State? How about uh, Lane Kiffin going to Ole Miss? Yeah, I think that's a good hire. I really do. Did you see the video of his son? Uh. Uh-uh. So they told his wife was videotaping his son. He says, "Guess what, man? We're going on a plane on Sunday." And his, his son's like, where are we going? Where are we going? His son's maybe, I'm, I'm going to guess like nine or 12 or I don't know, maybe seven or eight. He goes, where are we going? She goes, well, we're going to Old Miss. And the kid goes, yeah! And he runs around the parking lot, jumps in the car, and he starts going, S-E-C, S-E-C. That's pretty cool. Wow. Pretty good. Nice. A couple other open spots, obviously, haven't been filled. I think Arkansas, the offensive lineman coach for Georgia. Georgia, yeah. And that'll be that. That's uh, they're saying that's a big blow to Georgia's coaching staff. Um, apparently, he's a little more important than uh, I, I didn't. I didn't know the guy, but he comes from Arkansas. Um, I think he was associate head coach there. Um, so they're bringing back a, one of their own, I guess. So, Todd, what is the um, what's the vibe there in Georgia? Is, is Fromm coming back or is he gone? No, he's definitely coming back. There's no no signs of him um, leaving early. So. Really. Yeah, and I think uh, the, the, the vibe is frustration, very, uh, very frustrated. Um, the Georgia fan with the chip on their shoulder two years ago, <laughs> they're leading the second half of the championship game. Um, last year, they let Alabama do it to, to them again in the SEC championship game. And this year, um, just not thrilled with, with Kirby and, and having maybe, the guys ready. And, big game and, Bob is now big game Kirby, huh? And they're doing comparisons of rec- Mark Rick's record versus yep. Kirby's now, and they're they're almost identical. Even though Kirby took them to a champion national championship game, so that's that deserves a little uh, a little credit. But uh, I don't know if you saw, it, but he he kind of threw the receivers under the bus big time yeah. um, in his first game interview. And my question, to you guys, is uh, and just to review what he said, he said, you know, Jake's first year he had four NFL receivers. So my, my response is, is it, well, is that bad recruiting or bad coaching, right? So either you're not getting the recruits you need to replace those guys or you're not coaching them up. Um, getting quite a few five stars. So he's, you know. Yeah, I just didn't – I didn't know where – and last year he kind of threw Justin Fields under the bus with that awful fake punt um, debacle. So um, I, I, I'm, the jury's still out for me on Kirby Smart. Um, I think he probably a great defensive mind. I'm just not – Sure, I like him as a head coach, but that's okay. He's he's been pretty successful, so I don't think he cares what I think. But he, some of the things he does is just I kind of scratch my head a little bit. Well, Bill, we're going to have to do a um, some research. Uh, we're going to need to find a realtor from LSU uh, to jump on <laughs> to jump on for our our bowl games. We'll we'll get. We'll, I think it's only fair to invite uh, David Seaver back and maybe Alyssa Hellman back. Uh, yeah. To, to, yeah. To recap, I think I got a I got a one of my clients is a. Or, or my brother Kevin could do the Buckeyes, um, but I got a client who's who's a huge Buckeye fan. But uh, and 
we're gonna have to do some research on some LSU. I wonder if um, there's a who, who's oh I can't remember her name. She was on Heindel. the podcast. Lisa Heidel. Yeah, isn't she an LSU? I, we'll have to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah, I think she. I think she. I know she's Saints big time. I'm not sure about college. So might be good. Might be, of, might be good to get uh, Alyssa and another female. Uh, yeah, it'd be good. Speaking of LSU, I was vocal at the time, Coach O. I kind of thought he was on the on the clown side, but I'm I'm growing to I'm going to like him more and more. Um, not only because of his success, but just him. I'm I'm understanding him more and more. So uh, he's quote, a this, modern day Spurrier. He's a he's a Cajun Spurrier. His quote this week was: um, "It's a big recruiting 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 week, and I'll be in 18 to 22 homes in Louisiana this weekend or this week." So that means I'll have 18 to 22 bowls of gumbo is what he said, <laughs> which, I thought, which I thought was awesome. He's just one of those, he's just out there. He's, he's coach O. So yeah. I'm still not a, not a lover of LSU by any means, but I'm starting to, I'm starting to dig him a little more. I thought it was cool seeing Robinson on the sideline and his staff and, and, uh, who, um, Marcus Allen, Marcus Allen, uh, San Diego, Marcus Allen, Lincoln high school, six touchdowns in the uh, CIF finals. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was cause he's my age. So that was a lot of, a lot yeah. of memories there, but yeah, so it was neat to see that uh, the love for Coach O from from all over. You guys got time for a quick LSU story? I'll give you a little Joe Burrow story. I don't know if you guys read this, but Joe Burrow hasn't had a cell phone in two mm. weeks. Do you guys hear about this? Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Apparently he lost his cell phone, and his parents were trying to get a hold of him. And um, they got a hold of the coaching staff, and they said, well, we need to get him a new phone. He said, I don't, I don't need a phone. I got a, I got a game to focus for <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! Talk about a kid that's on a mission. He's yeah. on a mission, Good. man. You saw he, he gave the game ball back to coach after the after the game. He said, "You can give me one after the championship game." So, mm. and, I, and I can't get over he's an adult Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone. Oh my he's god, like, he is right? totally is. <laughs> <laughs> um, really quick, guys, as we segue into basketball, uh, Bill, some big news: um, Steven Strasburg resigns with the Nationals. Yeah, um, not, a bad, not a bad contract. Two hundred forty-five million dollars for seven years. Um, yeah. Garrett Cole still out there uh, doing some interviews, waiting. That means that means Rendon is going to be leaving the Nationals. They've say, kept saying they couldn't not, sign them both. So not enough money, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, hoops, Shay, let, let you pick, man. Want to start with the with the guys who get paid, or you want to start with the college boys? I want to start with college because I got something to say about my North Carolina Tar Heels. Oh my gosh! It was the worst sporting event I've ever watched in my entire life. Go it was so slow. Carolina ranked uh, ranked fifth in the country. Goes to play number three, uh, Virginia, or excuse me, seven versus five uh, on yesterday. And there were there were two stretches where Carolina went seven and a half minutes without scoring a bucket. Two separate <laughs> stretches where they went seven and a half minutes without scoring a bucket. Um, just the most boring game. You think, okay, well, it was a lot of defense played. No, it was just sloppy. It looked like a high school game. It was awful. It's just bad, huh? Yeah. Just awful. And how about the game against the Buckeyes uh, in Chapel Hill the, the Wednesday before? Yeah, Carolina's, Carolina's running into some issues scoring, just scoring the basketball outside of, uh, outside of Cole Anthony. They can't find a, can't find a way to score. I mean, it, the, the Virginia game, Carolina had 18 points at halftime. <laughs> and, and if you know anything about Carolina and Roy Williams teams, these guys, I mean, Roy encourages them to run and Carolina is normally a, a 70 point a game team averaging somewhere between 70 and 74 points a game. And they can't score this year. They're having a lot of struggle scoring the basketball, but shout out to Ohio state. You mentioned Ohio state dominating Carolina at the Smith center. 
Ohio State's the only uh, football and basketball ranked both in the top three in the country. Wow. Ooh. Did they move up to three this week? Yeah. Came in number yeah. three. You know, they, they, so, they dropped 106 on Penn State um, on Saturday. So is Carolina going to get together, Shay, or is this an NIT season for them? Uh, Carolina's Carolina. They'll make the they'll, they'll make the tournament just because there'll always be eight teams out of the SEC. I mean, the ACC in the, in the tournament. <laughs> but uh, it's not looking promising for them beyond that. I'll tell you, I, I know it sometimes just matches up uh, on the years, you know, whether it's the, the SEC Big 12 Challenge or the Big 10 ACC Challenge. But there were some good games in that Big 10 ACC Challenge. I mean, uh, Louisville, Michigan, uh, you know, low scoring, but Louisville wins. Uh, Maryland played um, – Purdue, Maryland play, but Purdue just steamrolled Virginia. Yeah, Maryland, uh, Maryland played Notre Dame. It wasn't necessarily the best game, but uh, okay. it was competitive. Right. Yeah. So, um, what other uh, teams have you have stood out to you, Shay? <clears throat> um, we talk about Louisville. Louisville's very impressive. Uh, Gonzaga seems to kind of have it, kind of have it going on with that one loss to Michigan. Um, looking at the, uh, looking at the rankings too, Auburn, Auburn's eight. No, they struggled. They had a scare by Furman earlier on in the year, but they're eight. No. And, um, the sec as a whole is going to be a lot better conference this year in basketball. Mm-hmm. They, they made some coaching changes. They're starting to get some recruits in. And as a whole, I would look for the sec to possibly get seven teams in this year as well. Yep. Butler, big win over Florida. Um, they're, they're nine and oh, um, Bill, your San Diego State team, ten and zero. Yeah, Steve Fisher's still there, right? Shay. Wow. How old is no, he? No, Fisher's out. Fisher's okay. out. Yeah. Well, okay. How long ago did he leave? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's been out two seasons. This may be his oh, first okay. season without Fisher. Who's coaching down there then? I don't even know. I'll look at his name. I can find okay. it for you though. All right. One of the former players. Um, so, so we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, Kentucky been quiet. They're, they've only only lost one game. Uh, but you just haven't heard much about them. So SEC, SEC season starts for them this week. Um, so we'll see how, how that goes. Um, and in the NBA, the first thing I want to talk about, Shay, is uh, it was officially denied as far as the appeal. But, but the James Harden dunk, no dunk, um, ball wow. in and out, uh, that was a weird, um, weird thing. Have you ever seen that happen before? No, I've never seen that one. I've never seen that. I don't know if you guys saw James Harden went up for a dunk. The basket clearly goes through the rim, gets caught on the net. The net shoots it back out of the rim, and they called it a no basket. It didn't come back out of the rim. It came up up and around over the top. Doesn't (laughs) NBA have replay, by the way? Oh, they they replayed it. And they still didn't (laughs) fix that? I I don't think it's ever been called before. And so they they didn't know the ruling on it. I don't think it's ever been done before. Wow. Long story short, they end up losing by two. Um, you know, it was uh, it was interesting. Uh, that was I, I think Harden had sixty in that game, though, right? Oh no, that was yeah. the game that they went. I, I think I texted you guys uh, between Westbrook and Harden. They went like eighteen for sixty-five in that game. Wow! But he still had forty-eight points. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Shay, did you see um, the Harden's interaction with the fan? I did not. I missed that. So the fan, um, I forget where they were at, but but the fan just kind of, as Harden was going to the free throw line, the fan in the front row or somewhere, she yelled, we don't want to see a free throw shooting contest. And Harden just like looked right at the player and he says, 
we don't want to see fouls on every play either, you know, or something like that, you know? Yeah. So, um, I noticed that Anthony Davis had 50 yesterday, Shay. 50 burger last night. Uh, they win 142 to 125 against the Timberwolves. 21 and three, right? Wow. Yeah. Hey, on a, on a lighter note, talking about fan interaction, uh, look up. I saw it today. LeBron was coming off the court and obviously just, just spewing profanities, mad about something. <laughs> and they show a, an older lady in the crowd, tell him to watch his mouth. She's like, watch your mouth. <laughs> like <laughs> dressing him down. It was so funny, man. That's good. Shay, just take us around the league really quick. Any, any stories you want to drop on? The, the Mavs are legit, right, Shay? Yeah, they took an L last night, but the Mavs are playing well. The Mavs are playing extremely well. They're uh, like 16 and 16 and 7, I want to say. And Luca's um, going nuts, isn't he? Yeah, Luca's playing well. Watch out for the Suns. I know I talk about it every week, but the Phoenix Suns are holding on to that eighth seed in the West. Watch out for the Suns. Uh, Monty Williams has a team, has, has the guys going there. Uh, if you look over in the East, I keep talking about Orlando. They're kind of holding on the eighth spot. Brooklyn's at seven, and they're uh, they're going to integrate Kyrie back into the uh, into the practices coming in the next coming week. He's had a shoulder injury, so Kyrie's been gone. All right. Well, Todd, any soccer to hit on? Uh, yeah, they're back. Um, league play is back, and well, Bill, I noticed what you're wearing. Um, nineteen ninety seven. So, the Manchester Derby, uh, United beat City um, this last week, so that was that was a big one. Good. Yeah, Liverpool. It's 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 all about Liverpool. They they continue to to lead. Um, I believe they're, I want to say, eight points up on the second place uh, Leicester City. So um, they're just they're just going on all cylinders. Tomorrow they have a uh, Liverpool as a Champions League game um, versus Salzburg. Um, they're also in the league cup semifinals. Um, so they're just, they're, they're playing in several tournaments and, and also dominate the league right now. So it's, uh, the league is theirs to lose. It would have to be at this point an epic collapse, but there's still plenty of games to be had. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Good. Speaking right, of, uh, speaking of Brits real quick, how about, uh, um, help me out. Who's our Cleveland Browns fan? I've already just lost him. Oh, Matthew Shabble. Um, yeah. Matthew Shabble in the dog pound yesterday. Yes. Pretty cool. Cleveland. So that's pretty cool for him. A guy who grew up in, uh, like Yeovil Town, Great Britain, but liked the uh, Browns because of, was it, uh, the Icky Coast. Shuffle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it the Bengals? Oh, uh, maybe it wasn't. Maybe, I, who was it? It was when the Browns were good in the uh, mid-80s. Yeah. You Getting beat by the Broncos picked, every year? Picked him up as a kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like those are, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Um, good for him. All right, good tight show, boys. A, a happy hour, Monday afternoon show. I appreciate you guys adjusting your schedule to, to uh, accommodate me up on my drive down. Hey, uh, before you guys go, Bill, Sean, uh, President's Cup this week, and what do you think about what uh, Patrick, Patrick Reed was caught doing? Uh-oh. Not go ahead. You didn't see it. that, Bill? I didn't hear it. Oh, uh, go he, go online and look it up. He improved um, his Sean, line. go ahead. He improved his line in the bunker. Oh, no. Yeah. He's got a he's history. Getting, he's got a history of cheating. I didn't see the video, Todd. Did they have video of it? Yeah, there's video of it. He's, he takes two backswings, and he is clearly brushing the sand behind his oh, ball. Oh, no. And he's getting hammered pretty good by his fellow pros. Yeah. Um, they're either taking the high road and saying, you know, um, you know, just saying, I didn't really see it, but no, no pro would do that. Cause you know, but we don't want to accuse anyone of cheating. And then there's like Cameron Smith just basically called him out and said, 
that's blatant cheating and he should be ashamed of himself, blah, blah, blah. So, wow. Yeah, check out the video. You guys Do the right thing, Tiger Plate. Put Cameron Smith against Patrick Reed. Let him. Let him <laughs> that's awesome. Let him play it yeah. out. I have not and you know, you know, the I Euros are going to, uh, it's not the Euros, but we're uh, playing international world. Team. They're, yeah. They're going to let them have it this week. I would oh, think. Uh, oh yeah. And the heckle, Big right? Big yep. time. And, uh, that, you know, I think Patrick Reed's one of those kind of DB players that, uh, would, would, would encourage that. And like yep. a, like a Poulter, you know, like, a like a Colin Montgomery in the day. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. I, I think, um, I haven't even looked Bill, and seen the, um, are they showing it live on golf channel and NBC? Yeah. I haven't, I haven't looked either. Yeah. I imagine it would be live on the golf channel. What do you think? There's no way. Yeah. To yeah it's just too hard these days with social media to yeah, not right. watch it live. Um, so that'll be good. We've got stuff to, to watch this weekend. That'll kick off on Thursday. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the, I think the way they do it is they just do um, four matches on Thursday, four matches on Friday, and then double on Sunday, Saturday, and then singles on, or maybe they do it the other way. They might do four or four. They play more in the president's cup than yeah. they do in the Ryder cup. Yeah. So, good. Thanks for that. Fun. It'll be fun. Yep, right. yep. Really quick, guys, around the horn. Nice, tight show. Uh, Shay, what do you got coming up this week? Man, we're heading into the holidays in a few weeks. Yeah, we're heading into the holidays. I'm open. It's kind of downhill, ready to jumpstart the year, man. Just ready for to get ready to prepare myself for 2020. Okay. Todd? Um, so, similar to Shay, uh, again, I think I mentioned earlier, had a, had a good year. I'm just trying to finish strong. Um, and trying to enjoy, trying to enjoy the moment because again, come January second, life of a salesman, right? You're, we're, we're right back into it. Um, Sean, I told you, uh, <laughs> I jumped on this David Pollock thirty-five day challenge that he issued uh, from Thanksgiving to New Year's, and it's a pretty simple challenge: um, one mile a day, whether it be walking, biking. Someone laughed. That'd be the easiest biking exercise ever, right? For one mile. <laughs> but the, the idea is to, to, to move on the holidays and I, I have been successful um, so far. So that's, that's, that's good. I'm going to, I'm going to see it through. Um, and uh, just trying to, my, my personal goal is um, trying to not get ahead of myself, uh, take things as they come. Um, I can like probably everyone else. I could be my own, own worst enemy. So I'm uh I'm trying not to get at the cart ahead of the horse, if that to borrow mm-hmm. a cliche, and uh, take things as they come and and, and reassess. Um, so that's my that's my personal goal. And Bill, real quick, if you could share, I meant to ask you last week, but I, a couple years ago, you um, shared with you us your uh, your charity that um, that that you uh, d- dealt with. I would love to uh, hear about that. And I was going to think about end of the year. Um, giving back a little before, before the new year. So, okay. I'll send i uh, I'll send a link out to the, in the chat or in the uh, text. That's awesome. Thank you. All right. Bill, a uh, good episode last week. Oh, Ogla, I thought was fantastic. I yeah. really, really enjoyed her, her personality. Uh, Is it Ogla, not Olga, right? No. Yeah. Ogla Gautama from Kenya. Yeah. Yeah, she's oh, okay, cool. Yeah, big personality. Uh, but what she's doing is, you know, I loved her story about how she just went to Keller Williams and said, like, I want to do this. And like, but you can't, you're brand new. And she's like, oh, who said that? Who said why, I can't? I, yeah. Why can't I? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, she's got drive. That was really a, a great get by the team over on the East Coast. They, they're the ones who said, you got to interview Ogla. It was great. Uh, this week, it's a guy, it's a company that I love, Sean, Street Text. They do uh, Facebook ads for realtors, really good at it. And it's Marcus Willard, who's kind of their just top, you know, kind of influencer sales guy, really good guy. You know, uh, played football at um, Cal Poly SLO back in uh, the, the early 2000s. So what's SLO stand for, Bill? San Luis Obispo. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, 
he'll be twice lives. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know, he'll be the guest tomorrow. Uh, and uh, I'm crisscrossing the state the rest of the week. So there's some Orlando, Fort Myers, Cape Coral, Plantation, Port St. Lucie, and I get home Friday night sometime. Nice. Any chance you take a picture at like Epcot, Germany and send it to Cindy and just be like, sorry, sorry, honey, but I'm here. That could happen, dude. <laughs> 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 I, got, I got a pass. <laughs> is your is your couch comfy, Bill? I, I just uh, don't not really, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, guys, for me, uh, the week, really, I mean, tomorrow's the big day. Uh, tomorrow's my last day uh, speaking this year. I do two events here at Real Church <coughs> New Jersey, I'm in Atlantic City. Uh, so excited to do two sessions uh, and finish up my year, fly home uh, Wednesday. But you're airport bill. I need to give Anthony a call and see if he wants to meet me for a beer. Yeah, I won't be there. Bummer. Three and a half hour lay over there in Tampa. But Once again, I want to explain this. You're in New Jersey and you're going to go to Tampa to get to Columbus. Yes. Okay, whatever. Yes. Yep. <laughs> not, not understand it, but uh, kind of the big story here, and, and Todd, you'll certainly appreciate this as a road warrior uh, as well. And um, Well, Shay tonight, too. Shay's on the road. <laughs> yeah, tonight, guys, tonight is my 1,000th night at a Marriott property. Wow. Uh, 1,000 wow. as part of the, uh, so I've, I, I'm sure in my lifetime I've had more than that, but since I've been a, a you know, Bonvoy affiliate member, so to speak, you know, through their rewards program. Is it free from now on once you hit 1,000? No, it's not free. <laughs> not free, but uh, tonight will be 1,000, tomorrow night, 1,001. So I did some math. In the last 10 years of my life, two and a half years of those 10 years have been in a Marriott property. Wow. Mm. So, so just a, a quick little shout out to my customers and clients, but more importantly to my wife and kids who allow me to do what I love to do and get on the road and, and stay at my home away from home. And that's the uh, folks at Marriott. So shout out to them. Uh, they're, they're our unofficial sponsor for tonight's show. <laughs> <laughs> them and Coors Light. Them and nice. Coors Light. So, I'm a proud titanium uh, Marriott guy. Also. Oh, you hit titanium? Yep. Nice. Good for you, bud. I, I think I mentioned earlier, I'll hit gold elite uh, next week. So. Perfect. That's nothing compared to what you're doing. Right. So, hey guys, on behalf of Shay and Todd and Bill, I'm Sean Carpenter in Atlantic City. Thanks for listening to The Stare Down.